I'm Simon King, and this is What's Wrong. You know, it's an interesting time to be alive because we are at the, I believe, the largest crossroads perhaps our species has ever come to. Because I think what's happened, and I have touched on this before, but I think we are in a place now where we either grow emotionally, not just technologically, because we have grown technologically. We are a phenomenal species with what we are capable of doing, particularly when you look at things with the advancements of um, medical science and being able to manipulate genes and everything that we can do in that way is phenomenal. And none of what I'm going to say in this podcast is in any way to take away from our amazing accomplishments as a species, because we have done a phenomenal amount in the small amount of time that we've been here. I mean, dinosaurs were around for a couple hundred million years. They didn't do shit, right? They were still eating plants and staring into the distance when the meteor came. And maybe one of them was like, is that a meteor? And then that was it. I mean, who knows? It could have killed dinosaur Galileo. Not Galileo, Copernicus, whatever. One of them. The point is, we are, for a group of hairless monkeys, doing extremely well. We're a bunch of apes who just wander around. You know, a couple hundred thousand years ago, fire was the thing. And now look at us, right? Now we are discovering that life may indeed exist on Venus, you know, microbial life, but life nonetheless. And this is a phenomenal thing. We are to be applauded, pat on the back uh, or the front, whatever you want. But as a species emotionally and uh, intellectually, pardon me, I believe we are not as advanced as we need to be to continue to survive. And I mean that in the harshest, most black and white way I can. If we do not develop uh, emotionally or mentally to a place where we can start to operate more selflessly and more in tune with those around us and our environment, uh, we're done. It's over. We're not going to make it. Now, These are broad and big statements to make, but I think that the general consensus, I think most people can agree, is that we do not live correctly. The way we live is parasitic to the planet. You know, I hear a lot of people always talk about, well, we need to be less people. Yeah, if we want to live the way we're living right now, there definitely need to be less people, but we don't actually need more space. The planet is more than big enough to accommodate all the people on it. I mean, you could, I think I, I think I read one a place that if you had the density of Tokyo, you could fit the entire population of the planet into Texas. I believe that's correct. Um, I may be wrong there. And and population numbers are beginning to ebb as well. Uh, We are at the, uh, we're climbing right now. We're about 8 billion. I think within this century, we're going to hit about 11 billion. And then we will slowly but surely decline uh, down to around 3 billion, I think. Which is, if I'm correct, roughly where we were before World War II. Um, and, and the way that will happen is uh, there will be lack of reproduction. There will be less births. People will have children. I mean, I myself had a child later. Um, you know, you have one child or two children as opposed to five or ten. First, uh, you know, developed nations <clears throat> have already seen their birth rates drop. I think developing nations' birth rates are going to drop because they will start to get more technologies that allow their children to live longer, that 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 mean that they're not so reliant on, you know, uh, huge families because some of them won't make it and they need work around the farm, et cetera, et cetera. So there's lots of things that are coming in. And population control is not what I want to talk about. Population is not what this podcast about. This podcast is about how we live and the fact that we don't live very well. We are incredibly selfish. 
every single person on this planet has in them the ability to be incredibly selfish. Some, some are, you know, more in tune with their selfish side than others. It's like one of the reasons littering drives me so fucking insane is because it's the selfishness of it. If someone just chucks a bag of garbage out a window, they're not just chucking a bag of garbage out of the window. They're like, this, uh, I don't want this. I don't care who deals with it. It doesn't matter to me what happens to it. I don't give a fuck. Fuck everything. Out it goes. The selfishness of that, the idea that you can just divorce yourself from any repercussions from your actions drives me fucking insane. But selfishness was a necessary part of our nature to get us to this point. Because I've talked about this before. Selfishness is a very strong motivator, is a very strong tool um, for survival. If you are out hunting with four other uh, cave people and you kill one wildebeest, right now you only get one-fifth of that wildebeest because there are four other cave people as well as you. But if you kill three of those cave people, you get two-fifths. If you kill all of the other cave people, you get the whole wildebeest to yourself. If you are selfish, you are more likely to survive. So not only do you get all of that, the, the wildebeest to eat, but then you can go back as the dominant hunter in your tribe and you can theoretically have more offspring, your bloodline lasts longer, it's more robust, etc., 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 etc. So this need, this selfishness, this drive for more, this um, at the expense of others is a very necessary old um, <clears throat> evolutionary trait. And that's why I think we need to get rid of it if we want to survive. Because the world of five cave people and a wildebeest is very different than the world today. And this is why so many people push against socialist ideals. Because they don't see it as a personal benefit to themselves. When it always comes down to it, if you said to someone, it will cost you nothing to help this other person. Most people will be like, okay, if it costs me nothing if it doesn't cost me anything to do it. But if you say it costs you one cent, I bet you the number of people that would be willing to help would be cut in half. I have no basis for those those numbers, but in my summation of human nature. And it wouldn't be that one cent is a deal breaker. It would be that they don't like the idea of something coming out of their pocket to help other people. That is an inbuilt evolutionary trait. Now, the funny thing is, The majority of people who give money or participate in charities are the middle class, people who have enough, but not too much, not more than they need, probably a few paychecks away from not making it. And that's, I think, why is because you're able to empathize more with the people that don't have because you're closer to it. I think when you're disconnected far enough from it, you know, you're able to say, well, those people at the bottom of the ladder are so far from me. And we're all guilty of this, I believe. I mean, I, I will go out and uh, say right away, I'm guilty of, I don't always give people I see on the street money. I don't always give them because sometimes I don't have it. And even when I do have it, I don't always do it. Why? What is that? What is that about it? You can justify it all you want. But why wouldn't I want to help someone? Well, I do want to help someone. I do. I, I have empathy to a degree. But is it that it's so disconnected from who I am that I'm incapable of placing myself in that position? Now, is that the selfish gene? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, everybody does selfish things. There's nothing wrong with that to a degree. But as a society, when selfishness rules, when greed, which is an offshoot of selfishness, becomes motivating uh, factor for 
the way people behave, then we are in serious trouble. I mean, if you look at the economic structure of the planet right now, the very small group of people that have more than everybody else, you can absolutely argue the fact that this is not the way things need to be. For us to be a healthy society, for us to continue to survive or grow, we cannot allow a small group of people to have everything. So why wouldn't it be very easy for almost all of us who are not that 1% to go, okay, well, we need to change the rules so that everybody can have some. Because a particularly in you know developed Western society, that, that that I have the basis of, having not grown up in anything other than a Western developed nation, um, we see the idea that we could one day be those people as a way of So we don't want to pay more tax at our level because the government already takes enough money, even if it's supposed to help people. We can argue whether it does help people or not. That's an argument for another podcast. But we don't want to give money because it'll do that. But then a lot of people don't want to donate personally or privately either, even though then they would know where the money's going because they don't think they can afford it or it doesn't come out of their pocket, except for the middle class who still donate the most because they're the most in tune with it. The poor don't have enough to. The rich donate more money numbers-wise, but it's a percentage of their income and everything they don't donate nearly as much, which I don't also have a problem with. My problem is with greed, is the reason we are motivated to not punish the greedy is because we also have that in us that we believe that when we become successful or when we have things, we don't want to be punished for being successful. That's not what it is. It's not a punishment for being successful. What it is, is a punishment for greed or not even a punishment, but it's an equalizer against greed. There is nothing wrong with being rich. Um, If you're a billionaire and you're listening to this, I have a Patreon. Um, No, but if you're a billionaire and you're listening to this or a wealthy person, there's nothing wrong with having lots of things. There's nothing wrong with having nice cars and a boat. There's nothing wrong with that. If you achieve those things knowingly hurting other people, then you're mentally ill. You see what I mean? That is a sickness. Being willfully and comfortably and happily sleeping well at night when you know you have hurt other people overtly through actions of your own to enrich yourself is fucking sick. And that's where we're at as a society. Our problem is that we don't flat out call it what it is. Greed is a mental illness now. Back in the day, it was a necessary survival trait. But much like we don't have tails anymore, we don't need fucking greed at this level anymore. We don't need it. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. There's nothing wrong with needing more. There's nothing wrong with taking more. There's everything wrong with taking more if you do it out of someone else's mouth. You know what I mean? If if you look at the numbers of where the richest people on the planet are compared to the poorest people on the planet, it's so staggeringly disproportionate that it's insurmountable. It almost, to me, reads like a graph of extreme mental disconnection between one type of human and another. The type of human that takes at that level and the type that doesn't. Now, there are plenty of people in the lower 99% who, given the opportunity, would take as much as the top 1%. Don't get me wrong. Human nature, that just because they haven't been given the opportunity. It's like, you could be a murderer, but, you know, if you don't have a gun, you probably don't you know, maybe you don't shoot anybody, but if you have the gun, you're like, ah, how many people would do things if they could get away with it? Well, so many, right? But what we need to do is we need to examine what as a society makes us okay with the behaviors of the top 1% of the greedy, of the selfish, 
not just the, the, the economically wealthy, the people that that enrich themselves in small ways by, I don't want garbage in my car, so I chuck it out of my car. I don't give a fuck what happens to it. You are making your life better at the expense of others. You are taking at the expense of others. If you are okay with that morally, then you have a problem because there is something really wrong with being okay with hurting others to enrich yourself, to increase your position, to take. Because it doesn't have to be done that way. There's so many ways to do things ethically. If you, I mean, I'm not going to do a podcast about the the amount of, you know, ethical discrepancies with companies and billionaires and rich people. I'm not going to do that because there's just no way I could ever cover it. This, and also this podcast too, is majoritively about kind of things in the zeitgeist or the feeling or, or motivations. It's not so much about individual situations, although it can be, but because I want to talk about the larger issues that plague us. And this does plague us because it sickens us and it steals from us and it robs people of their lives. It robs people of their futures. If you look even everything that happens that is motivated by greed is wrong, right? Political uh, uh, finagling and, and the, the idea that, that people would hold on to power to enrich themselves at the expense of the people, the, the idea that people would take bribes um, that would take, you know, con, con, campaign. I mean, just politically alone, you just look at all the politicians doing things basically for greed to enrich themselves. They could do the right thing and they don't. You look at the person at work who just takes the last sugar cube. Fuck you. I don't give a shit, right? Doesn't open the next package, just takes it. Who fucking cares? Same mentality. Less power, less impact, but the same mentality. The person that throws the candy wrapper out of their sunroof. The person that doesn't pick up after their dog. The person that cuts in front of you in line. This selfishness and and also greed is what is killing us. I take for me, fuck you. Now, I wonder if we lived 500 years instead of 100 years, would this change? Would we have a very different outlook on life if we lived long enough to see the ramifications of our actions? If you were a head of a petrochemical company and you made decisions every day that could either not impact the planet as badly or impact them as badly, but you knew that that the results from this probably wouldn't occur within your lifetime, you probably make the decision to enrich yourself because you want your boat now. But if you know that you're going to have to deal with plus 90 sunscreen when you're, you know, 105 and you still got 85, 90 years left, you would fucking probably change your opinions on things. The idea that you will have to see, that's the whole point, is the person that chucks litter out of their cart does not see the ramifications of their actions or they don't care because they don't personally, doesn't personally affect them in their field of vision. They lack the vision to see uh, or are uninterested in what they see um, to, to alter their behavior. But if you throw the trash back in the car, they go, well, what the fuck? And you go, well, I don't want trash on my sidewalk. Uh, you don't want trash in your car. So what do we do with it? There's a garbage bin right there. So that's the idea. So maybe when we look at the ultra rich or the people who are taking uh, much more than they need, um, we don't punish the ones who do it ethically. In fact, we reward the ones that do it ethically. If you have a billion dollars, but you did it ethically and you give back a certain amount, you should, you should pay less tax, legally pay less tax if you ethically earn your money. You see what I mean? So say you have a billion dollars 
and you have a yearly income of $10 million. That's your year, though, $100 million. Let's make it $100 million every year. So 10% of your income every year comes in. You have, uh, that's 10%, right? Yeah, 10%. So <clears throat> out of that 10%, you would normally pay 50% tax. Uh, that's the way it works. Now, uh, of course, through legal loopholing and companies and businesses and everything, you end up paying like 33% tax. But what if we went after the people really hard that did things that, that, that ta- cheated tax. So regardless of how you make your money, if you make your hundred million, we want our 50 million. Uh, you do a bunch of tax cheats and you end up only paying 35 million. We come for our extra 15 million. We want our 15 million back. However, if you can prove that the way you earn your money was done in the most ethically responsible way possible, not, not doing any harm, that's not possible. But if you have a choice between A and B, a is the, you know, do things the right way and maybe don't pay workers a dollar a day, but you make a little less money in the back end. And B is be a piece of shit uh, and then you don't make, you know, you make more money in the back end. What we do to incentivize you to do things the ethical way is we go, okay, if you do things ethically, we're going to charge you less tax. How about that? So instead of $50 million a year, in tax, if you can prove that you were doing things ethically, if you can prove you made those choices, you know, say 50% of the time you made the right choice, then we're going to reduce your tax by 7 million. Or, you know, we're going to do that to show you that being good is more profitable. It's like, you know, years ago, the idea of buying, you know, uh, I don't know, a sustainable coffee, for instance, wasn't really seen as a lie. Who gives it? Or not sustainable, but like ethical coffee. Well, who gives a fuck? It's just farmers in another country and everything. But then when ethical comedy, co- ethical comedy, <laughs> ethical coffee became a brand and it became a thing that was marketed to, uh, like green products and everything else. Yeah, I know some of it's a scam and everything else. But the point is, is, is the idea of doing things right became a marketing point, became a sales point. People were being rewarded for doing the things right. Look at free range eggs, right? Free range, grass free, organic eggs or whatever it is, grass, not grass, um, uh, sorry, free range, non-factory farmed eggs. Fuck, my brain's not working today. Look at that. Look at what that is. That was so expensive before. I mean, you know, buying a dozen non-factory farmed eggs was like nine bucks before, and it was hard to get them. You couldn't find them anywhere. Now it's just commonplace because the farmers saw that it is more profitable and you are likely to sell more and you, to, to be, good. So that's what we need to do to counteract greed. We need to reward the companies. And I don't think necessarily people mostly are inherently evil. And I don't think companies are. But I think the greed and the selfishness means that they want more for themselves. Well, let's use this in a way we can to motivate change. Let's say, okay, and we're doing it. We're, we're, you know, we're buying Teslas. We're buying, we're doing these things. But let's say that we all said one day, look, um, racism is, you know, is, is beyond unacceptable. It's no longer any company seen to be in any way connected with it. You're fucking done. Companies seen and po- politicians seen to promote equality agendas and companies seen to be on the right side of equality and everything um, will be given all the money. Now, I know that you're asking a lot for people to change. And I know that people have hatreds and people have biases and everything else. But the general scope of the idea is there. Reward the positive. Increase the positive. Make the positive profitable. Make it make more money to do the right thing. 
If you figure, if there was company that was that figured out they could make five hundred billion dollars by replanting the rainforest, they would fucking do that. Make their five hundred million dollars as opposed to make two hundred billion dollars for cutting it down. They would they would do the they would do the thing that makes more money. That's all it is. We cannot evolve as a species if we maintain the way we are selfishly. We cannot expect ourselves to remove the old instincts of the cave person and the wildebeest. But what we can do is use our newfound intelligence, not newfound, but our, our, our newfound understanding to motivate people to do the right thing. And this has gone haywire with things like council culture because what they're, it's almost like you got to be good, otherwise we'll destroy you. That's not the way to do it. Incentivizing, spare the rod, you know, uh, and then fucking save society. The idea of making the bad thing not attractive, making the good thing attractive is really important. You will not change everyone's individual selfish needs. You will not change those desires or those behaviors necessarily. But even if people have to fake it to make more money, I don't give a fuck. It's like when people go, well, these corporations, you know, uh, they're having you tweet and then they're going to donate some of the money to charity and everything. And I'm, yeah, well, at least they're donating some of it. I don't give a fuck if it's fake. I don't give a fuck if it's not truly altruistic. I don't care. I want people to stop, you know, destroying the planet. I want rich people to stop hoarding more than they could ever need. When you have a hundred billion dollars, you could never need that. Never. Unless you want to buy a country. And even then you could probably buy somewhere for a hundred Mallorca or something. For a hundred billion. So what we need to do is make that. No, don't shame it. Don't be like, ah, how dare you be a billionaire? Fuck it. Go be a billionaire. I want you to have more money. And the way I want you to have more money is by doing the right thing. That's how you're going to get richer. That's how you're going to pay less tax because you're going to do the right thing. Because if that billionaire who runs that company pays 10% less tax, but pays their workers 50% more, we get our money back that way. It goes back in the system. It's less of a tax on socialized health care or the justice department, the justice system. It's less of a tax um, on things like food banks and charities. It's more money in the consumer economy so people will buy things. What we need to do is put the money in the pockets of the people so the people can make the decisions. The rich will still be rich, maybe even more so. If you said to Jeff Bezos, you have a chance to be the first trillionaire and the way you do it is you give everyone at Amazon a raise and you make them work normal hours and you start cracking down on companies that use you know, child labor or, uh, or have terrible working conditions um, and use, you know, are bad for the environment. If you are able to do that, we will increase your wealth exponentially. Of course you'll fucking do it because money's the thing. Wealth is the thing. Being evil isn't the thing. Hurting people isn't the thing. I just don't want this garbage in my car. Fuck it. I don't care where it goes. Well, what if I said, if you took that garbage to that garbage can, I'll give you a dollar. A dollar? A dollar. Take that garbage to the garbage can. Fuck it. I'll take it to the garbage can. You know? Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. But I do know this. I know that the way we're built as people has to, has to change, but it's not going to change fast enough to fix the situation we're in. It's just not going to change. If we all lived more altruistically... If the amount of selfishness in the world even got knocked down by as much as 50 to 60%, think of how amazing 
the world would be and how much room and how much resources there would be for us to do whatever we wanted. You don't need to worry about there being 11 billion people if 9 billion of them are putting back into the system. And that starts from a place of, look, we clearly are not capable of evolving um, enough emotionally to handle the situation we're in. We will run out of things very quickly. It will be over soon. We will not have anything left. And the only way to incentivize people to see that coming or to, to stop that is to either make it profitable for them to do the right thing or for them to live long enough to see the ramifications of their actions. But by then it will be too fucking late. So what we need to do is figure out a system to use greed to our advantage. Take that mental illness and turn it upside down. Make it a thing we use. If you make people, if you make it profitable for people, personally profitable for them to do good things, you will change the world. Because I don't give a fuck why you're walking to the garbage can. I don't give a fuck why, you know, you don't throw it on the street. I give a fuck that it's not on the street because I'm not going to change the person that throws things out of the window because they don't care. That may never change in that person. Maybe down the line, a few generations, maybe. But right now, that's not going to change. But what has to change is that the garbage is on the sidewalk. It has to change. And if that's going to cost me a dollar, I'll fucking pay it. If I have to watch, you know, ultra rich people become even more rich, but the way they do it is beneficial to society, I'll be first in line to buy whatever the fuck they're selling if it means that they'll stop. Like I said, if you figure out a way to make everything free-range eggs, we're going to change things. And that is as humans, as the regular 99% of us, the people that aren't in power, probably the only card we have left to play. We don't have enough time to wait for people to grow the necessary moral compass they need. It's not going to happen. We are going to be fucked if we don't do something soon. So what we need to do is take advantage of the grossness of human nature and turn it into a positive thing. It's all good and well to sit around wishing people were different. They aren't. They won't be. But the way we use their sickness against them could probably save us all. I may be wrong. Who knows? But I know that given that opportunity, I don't think most people would just willingly, especially if they made less money being evil than more money. You know what I mean? If you said to every drug dealer, like cartel leader, and you said to them, here's the thing, we will give you as much money as you're making doing uh, selling drugs, 10% more, but you've got to go get those drugs off the street, get them all off the street. I mean, imagine if that was a possible thing. I know these are high-flying ideas. I know as you're yelling at your radio or your phone or whatever, like, this is not possible, but everything comes from somewhere. The idea that we could use this, because I don't believe we will emotionally evolve fast enough to save ourselves. I don't think we will. I just don't have enough faith in the human mental evolution that that will happen. But I do know that some of us, there are some people, you know, who are more than capable of understanding the moral implications of what's going on and being able to adjust behaviors accordingly. We need adults. We need fucking grownups to help us. That's what we need. And some of us are grownups. And if you're out there and you're a grownup and you're listening to this, like a grownup in the sense of being mature and responsible and mentally advanced enough to understand the situation we're in and how to fix it, we need to do something. 
because the need to fill base wants and desires is so overpowering for the majority of human beings that it's very much to ask people to reverse millions of years of evolution mentally because we don't want to use styrofoam anymore. You understand? So what we have to do is ride that wave. There's no point in fighting it. We're not going to win. You can sit around me. I wish people weren't shitty. Well, people are shitty. That's what they are. So let's undo the shitty. Let's reverse it. Let's see if we can use how shitty they are in a positive way. Advance a positive agenda, a, a positive path to the future by using our worst instincts. Do the good thing. You'll get more money. Do the thing. Good thing. You'll get more sex. Do the good thing. You'll get more things. You want more? Do the good thing. You'll get more. That's the only way out of this, I think. Because it's, it's a time now where we have to make a decision soon as to what happens to human beings. We'll never be extinct. There's too many of us. But what we are will go away. So we have to make a decision pretty rapidly. Are we going to go down the path of being selfish, continuing to be selfish, continuing to be the person who kills the other cave people for that wildebeest? Or are we going to share wildebeest for everybody so all of us have some so we can get ahead? And because we shared the wildebeest, next time we kill a wildebeest, we get a little bit more. Because everyone's like, hey, thanks, you know, thanks for going out there and killing this wildebeest. Here's a little bit extra. I don't know. I don't know. These are just my thoughts. Who knows? Um, Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please uh, like and subscribe or whatever and review the podcast. I have a Facebook group. uh, What's wrong with Simon King? It's on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook much myself these days, but I do post to the group at www.skpodcast on Twitter. And please send me a letter, www.skpodcast at gmail.com. That's the best way to get in touch with me about the podcast. I appreciate you listening. And uh, yeah, that's what's wrong this week.